Hi everyone, welcome to our prayer time on this Wednesday night. I'm glad you joined us tonight. I know that it's a, a tough time for us in America and we've been praying for many things. And I know that we have also had a really troubling week with COVID being more rampant in our area, but we've been also been blessed by no one else in our church family coming down with COVID. And we're so excited about trying to get back to church this weekend for those that can't attend. And I fully understand if you can't attend as well. We're still in this together, working for God's kingdom and trying to be as missional as possible. Let me go ahead and share with you just real quickly uh, some things on my heart, and then we're going to talk about what we're going to be doing tonight. Some things on my heart right now, we need to pray for. I just got off the phone with uh, Eleanor uh, Harold, and uh, she lost her sister today, and so that was her last remaining sibling, and she's hurting, so if you'd like to reach out to her and comfort her, she would really appreciate that. Continue to pray, pray for Mary Markham's uh, sister-in-law, who fell last night, who was in the hospital, who needs our prayers as well. And I've continued to pray for those that are recovering from COVID, uh, Jim and Linda and also Pam. And so these are a few things. And tonight I want to just bring our hearts back to some things that I think is important to us. Paul writes to the church of Ephesus, and he tells them some encouraging word of who they are in Christ. And so I want to remind us of that tonight because I know that we've seen like we feel like we're being hit from all sides. Uh, things in the news about our country, uh, COVID, and so I feel like we kind of beat up. And so it kind of reminds me of an illustration that I've heard before. And it's an illustration. I don't think it's a true story, but it's a good illustration. It reminds us that sometimes things can go awry and it does feel like we get hit by the same thing multiple times or just feel like we've been beat up by uh, a situation. And the story goes like this. is There's a crew of guys wanting to uh, fix um, a building and they had been through a bad storm and so the top of the building there were some bricks that needed to be replaced and fixed and so they they rig up a pulley system to be able to pull bricks up to the top of the the house to be able to replace the bricks and so basically they, they one guy was actually letting the bricks go up to the guys to be able to fix it and so they were fixing the bricks and they were tearing down bricks that were you know messed up and at the very end of the project they had a lot of bricks left over and they, they uh, filled it full into the bucket up top and was going to lower it back down with a guy loaning it back to the pulley by the rope to back down to the ground. And so how the story goes is basically once they filled that big uh, uh, bucket full of bricks, they filled it more than they did originally as the guy pulled it up side the side of the house. And as they let the, the bricks down over the side of the building to go back down, they got to slowly, slowly lower it down. Uh, he realized that he weighed less than the bricks and so the bricks began to lift him off the ground and move him towards the top of the, the building. As he's going up fastly towards the top of the building, he hits the bricks coming down and against his shoulder with a bad big thud and, and, he, and he's still heading towards the top of the building, still holding the rope for some reason. And then the bricks make it to the ground and the bottom of the uh, barrel uh, basically busts out and the bricks fall out of the bottom of the barrel. But guess what? Now he's lighter than the than the barrel itself because there's no bricks in the barrel and so he heads back down still holding on to the rope for some reason and the barrel hits him on the way back as he's going down he goes back through the barrel as the barrel's going up he's going down he hits the barrel again gets to the ground with a thud he finally says oh what what did I do he lets go of the rope and guess what happened he lets go of the rope the barrel comes right back down and hits him again three times he hits the barrel one time with bricks two times with no bricks in it but he feels like he's beat up because of the barrel in life, we're kind of like that. We're, we're kind of like that construction guy that gets messed up with the rope and the, the bucket of bricks and gets hit by it and hurt by it. But I am so thankful that as a believer, even though we sometimes feel like we're beat up in life, 
we're never really beat up because we're in Christ Jesus. There's so many promises that God gives us. And so in the book of Ephesians, Paul writes to the church of Ephesus and he gives them an encouraging word about who they are in Christ. And so for us tonight, no matter if you felt beat up or feel like you've been through a lot this last few weeks, guess what? You've been given so much in Christ. And so I want to remind us who we are in Christ and what Paul did for the church of Ephesus. And so it starts out there in chapter 1 in the book of Ephesians. It says these words, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus, who are faithful in Christ Jesus. So he's writing to you and to me and to the, to the believers in Ephesus. So it's written to them, but it's really written also to us that are in Christ Jesus, who are faithful servants, who are called by his name. It says, Grace to you and peace from our God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. And so he says, you get grace and peace. And so during troubling times, we feel so beat up. Sometimes you've got to be reminded that we are covered by God's grace and he gives us peace. And then he goes into this wonderful section from verse 3 to verse 10. And I want to break it down for us just real briefly tonight. I can't go into great detail, but I just want to give us highlights so we can get some comfort in it. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, if you had a chance tonight, you could circle all the words that says blessed or being blessed, and you realize that this chapter is about God's blessing upon mankind. What did he set out to do and what did he set out to accomplish? He says that God the Father has blessed us, all of us who are saints. It ref us refers back to the saints who are faithful in Christ Jesus. It says we were blessed in Christ. So Christ accomplished a lot for us. He gave us a chance to have uh, freedom from our sins, to become children of God, to know that we have a home in heaven, and so many things. He says, He blesses us with every spiritual blessings. Not just some blessings, not just a portion of blessings. He's poured out the storehouses of blessings to us and given to us. I like the word spiritual blessings too, because in life it's not about what happens in the physical world or what goes on now. The real question is, do you have peace? Do you have hope? Do you have joy? Do you have a promise of tomorrow? And so he blesses with heavenly blessings. He says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. So God set out to, to love you, and he set out to choose you so you could be blameless and holy, that you'd have a life that he was going to give you different than a life of sin. And I love how he says he chose us. Now, have you ever tried to be part of a ball team and tried out to make a team? Maybe you wanted to play tennis and make the tennis team for your school or the football team or the basketball team. And you went out and tried your hardest but got cut from making it. Now, how did that make you feel? Probably make you feel pretty good. You really wanted to make it. Well, the beautiful message about this passage scripture says that the Lord loved you. Before you even thought about yourself, before the foundation of the world, he set out to bring you into your, his team and chose you to become one of his saints to be holy and blameless. And he did it out of love. He loved and cared for you. So you're on God's team. Not only that, you're on God's team. He chose you, but he also adopted you. He says, in love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. He made you part of his family. So he blessed you in Christ. He gave you every spiritual blessing. He chose you to be part of his family. And he's adopted you into his family and made you one of his. It says this is done according to... Uh, to the purpose of his will, to the praise of, of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved, in, the, in beloved means in Christ. In him we have redemption through his blood. We've been forgiven of our trespasses of sin, and we've been made righteous before him, according to the riches of his grace, 
which he lavished upon us. And the word lavished there means he, just, he loves to pour it out upon us and give it to us. And all wisdom and insight making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. What a great promise that is. The Bible says that one day all this stuff that we see going on now will cease. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and everything that was broken will be reunited under a new covenant of grace and we will live in a, in a righteous kingdom. The kingdom of the Lord will reign in when no more of this, uh, all the issues that we have now today that strains us and makes us feel so uh, frustrated or uh, ache inside of longing for something else that it'll be a, a new place, a place that we can really love and be able to really appreciate in a great way. And so I wanted to give this to you because the whole book of Ephesians to the church of Ephesus is written for a word of encouragement who they are in Christ. And so, beloved, I know that sometimes we feel like this guy that got hit by a barrel of bricks, uh, but you know what? We have been so blessed. We're, we're not a... We're, we're able to go overcome that by the reality of what we've been promised in Christ. And so I hope this is a good word of encouragement. Now, I want to pray with you tonight about three things. I want to pray for our shut-ins. I know they feel a lot lonely during this time, and I've talked to a few of them today, and they want us to continue to pray for them. I want us to pray for our nation and all the stuff that we're experiencing as a nation and for revival to occur and a great awakening. And I also want to pray that you, our church will continue to be missional, and that we be led by God to do the right things that God has called us to and be able to navigate this time. Then after that, I want to share just a few more thoughts of things that will be occurring here pretty soon in our church. And uh, we're going to look at that together. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for tonight. I ask you, dear Lord, to help us now as a, uh, as a church family to always remember the ones that are uh, at home, that are our widows, that are shut-ins as well. Father, they are, uh, need your special touch. I pray that, dear Lord, they'll sense your presence and that, Father, we as believers will reach out to them and give them a word of encouragement. I pray for our nation, dear Lord, that we'll see a nation that will turn to you, that will long to be guided by your laws and your, your guidance and your word. Father, that we will begin to understand the true revival that takes place when people love you with all their heart. And, Father, it makes a big difference how we treat other people as well. Father, I do pray that you'll help our church here continue to push into ways to change uh, our, the landscape of our world for your kingdom. That, Father, we know that nothing we do um, for your kingdom is in vain, that your word does not come back void. That, Father, that we know if we are persistent on sharing the faith to the world and reaching out to our neighborhoods, that, Father, that we can do uh, mighty things through your power because it is your mission that we're on. Father, just help us continue to do that. Father, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, beloved, there's a few other things I want to talk to you about. I want to remind you that we're coming back on campus this week at 1045 Sunday morning. So if you'd like to come and be part of that, you can. If, if you cannot fully understand, we're live streaming it still. We're also providing the Sunday school classes, our small group studies. Uh, they'll be, still be provided this Sunday morning by uh, Zoom and also by teleconference. We're not coming on campus for those this week, but we're going to try to shoot for that the following week. Uh, one more thing that's very important to us as a church. We believe that God is still moving among us in a powerful way and we're preparing for the future. And so over the next week or so, you'll be receiving a letter from our finance team and also from our building and grounds team as we look to do some needed repairs to our church. There's some things that needs to be taken care of that we need to repair. 
some uh, windows that needs to be uh, replaced, some brickwork that needs to be replaced because it's about to come off the wall and fall into uh, the playground area. We also have a retaining wall that needs to be re repaired because it's flooding the, the B-Wing uh, consistently every year. Water's coming in, in on our education area. So we're going to work together to repair those because we want to make sure our church is ready to go for the future. And then after we get those repairs, we're going to look into maybe next year or the next year after that, kind of working together uh, to uh, see about trying to get some needed uh, renovations like providing adequate bathrooms for folks that needs to have bathroom spaces behind their sanctuary, uh, also handicap accessible places throughout our facilities because these are needful things that needs to be done for our church to be ready for the future as well. So you'll hear more about that, but I want you to be aware of that tonight. We're moving forward together. There's not a, there's not a great time to approach any type of repairs, but uh, I always know through God's help we can work together to get it done. Nehemiah built a wall when everybody else thought it was impossible. He set out to do it, prayed a lot to God, and God helped him. And so I want to ask you to be in prayer about the next few months as far as how we're going to work together to get these repairs done. These are needed. They're necessary. And uh, I know that we can work together to get it done for the cause of Christ. Again, I'm looking forward to the next few weeks together, months together, as God pushes us even to do ministry. Hospitality Hill will start back up on Monday. And then also want to be able to see some nights in the fall that we'll go out and start meeting our community as well and meeting them one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, God bless you. I love you. Have a good night.